Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give your insight into the film, and play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I am joined by the maestro. Hello! Oh, put your mask back on. Uh, and by Cowboy. I may not be a paperclip, but I will pick her lock. Oh, look at you. All right, this week we are doing our random choices of movies because the quarantine thing has got us all messed up and how we choose movies and whatnot. So we were talking after the podcast last week, and this movie just shone like a angel from heaven. Like, yes, that's the one we're doing. Back to the 80s. I don't remember what we were saying that caused this to happen, but it has happened. From 1987, it is The Running Man. I think what it was is I said I had to split, and then... Mm. All right. This was directed by Paul Michael Glazer. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Conchito Alonso, Yafet Koto, Jim Brown, and Jesse Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, yeah! In a dystopian America... I'm sorry, sorry. That that was Randy Machaman Savage that you did there. Oh, shit, you're right. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, Hollywood would appreciate me damn calling it. you out on that. Sorry. Uh, yes, and he'd be very upset with me. Actually, it was more like the Kool-Aid man. That's like, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you broke through the wall right there. I saw Damn it. it. Wrong wrestler. All right. Uh, here's the synopsis. In a dystopian America, a falsely convicted policeman gets his shot at freedom when he must forcibly participate in a TV game show where convicts, runners, must battle killers for their freedom <laughs> have you seen this, this happened before? three years ago dude <laughs> did it? it took place three years ago oh that's true yep the movie starts in 2017 and by the end of it apparently we are in 2019 which was something i saw in trivia but didn't think was important enough to add so have you seen this movie before there uh Maestro? Well, yes, I've seen this multitudes of times in the 90s. Mm. Um, I believe, even though it came out in the 80s, I had uh, not yet have an affinity towards these types of films. Uh, going forward, I remember in my adolescent youth that I have enjoyed these types of uh, philanthropy type of movies, and I ended up going into a spiral, a dark spiral of these movies for quite some time. You said you watched these in the 90s. Yes. That was the 1990s or the 1890s where that voice came from? Ooh, <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it was his adolescent youth as opposed to his adolescent adulthood. Oh, right. It's a very important distinguishing uh, factor yes. there. <laughs> How about you, Cowboy? Have you seen this movie before? Well, I did see it back in 1988, I believe, and I used to watch it all the time, 88, 89, 90, and even through the early 90s. I think I watched the movie several times. Yes, it was very arousing. I think I just like, I think a piece of rice just came out of my nose. (laughs) Uh, I have seen this movie before, but... You're not doing the voice. You need to do the voice. Uh, There once was a time that I had seen the movie previously. However, that previous time in which I hadn't done scenified this film was about a year ago. 
It was about a year, maybe two years ago, the first time I had laid eyes on this flick. And I thought in that moment, by golly, this would be spectacular for a podcast, which I didn't know what it meant at the time, but a podcast. Hey, Cowboy. Is he like old 1800s or is he like Shakespearean? No idea. He's like, he's like uh, south of the border, 1800, trying to speak uh, with an English accent. I have no idea what voice I was trying to do, nor did I recognize yeah, the voices I, you guys were doing. You. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were channeling your inner King George III, yes, I think. Yes, yeah. You'll be back. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So this, this movie, uh, I think it is pretty dated. It did not hold up as well for me uh, technology-wise. What was your – you said you guys watched it back in the 80s um, uh, or 90s even. Does it hold up? What was, what was your feeling watching it this time versus when you watched it back in those days? It's still just as wonderful as it was back then. Hmm. I find that the film itself – it doesn't take – even though the year is supposed to be exactly the same as now and the technology is supposed to be the same, if you think about it as – if this was an alternate timeline where, like they said, the world was basically torn asunder from what was supposed to be the lineage that we were going through yep. and went strictly into like the coal and everything like that. So they never really progressed past that with a higher technology and they just kind of stuck with it and destroyed the world. That's, that's a very good point because I had this exact conversation with, with Annie and we were watching it. She, she said, it seems like they didn't even try – to make the technology futuristic. And I, I was telling her, and my argument was at the time, that back in those times, the way that technology was going, it was much more, it wasn't skyrocketing like it is today. Like if we were to imagine 20 years from now today, it would be fantastical and there'd be a lot of cool things going on because we, we see how far it's come since then and we can extrapolate that exponentially on how it could go. Back then, technology wasn't advancing as quickly and as drastically as it is now. And then she brought up, what about Back to the Future, which came out three years before this movie, and technology looked amazing. And that's where your, your thought, it, 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 it crystallizes why it is this way. This is dystopian. Things are falling apart. So they couldn't advance as much as they could have in, what, uh, 40 years, 30 years since this whole thing happened, I guess, in, from the 80s? Yeah. yeah, you think about it. Um, 2015, we were supposed to have time travel, the DeLorean, right? And hoverboards. Yeah. I uh, On that date, I, I went to the... Uh, the Puente, the Puente Hills Mall. As did to I. See, to see if um, uh, Marty McFly would show up. No. <laughs> did he? Did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Instead, um, uh, I found the remnants of a building uh, that used to be an Ikea that was used in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yes. Ah. Across the freeway there. Yeah. Which, by the way, now is the home of Frankenson's. Yes. Which yes. is amazing. I'm so glad they found a better place. That, that is a perfect location for them. The space that they're allowed now. I haven't gone yet 
because kind of I think it opened up during quarantine. So oh, right, right before quarantine. I, I don't even I don't think they're open still. Right? They, yeah, they're open. Yeah, yeah no, they are. They, really? They, they were. Yeah. I missed the opening day, and then by I think like the following week or two, that's when quarantine hit, and I was like, all right, and I guess I'm never going to be there. <laughs> Damn it! Although you can, you just got to go in a bubble. No, I I remember what it was like before. I'm not taking a chance with all those people walking around. Like I said, that, you literally have to go to bubble. Yeah, right. If I yes, if I had a bubble, John Travolta style bubble around me, then I I may venture in there. I'll yeah. make you a robot suit made out of plexiglass. How about that? Okay. Ooh. Or what we could do is we could just take a phone, strap it to a person uh, or a baby, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> A two-year-old baby that literally just farted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. That's yeah. that. That actually is the smell I remember mostly about frankincense. Is that specific smell? Really? Oh, that was all. That, that was all the guys playing um, a Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, sweating <laughs> in the same area. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this movie, <laughs> which did not take place in a uh, uh, what is it? Shady Pines, Devil Pines. Uh, Twin Pines. Twin Pines. Double, close enough. Eh. Right. Uh, it, oh my God. So yeah, the technology, very stunted, considering it's supposed to be way in the future, but as Misha described, there's a very good reason for that, because it's dystopian. Now, I, I did start taking notes, uh, as I have been doing again, because these movies sometimes are just, there's, there's too many things going on, and I need to remember <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, my first note, this is at the beginning with one of the, op- the opening scene where we see Arnold coming in through awesome. when he's when he's on the Jabba and he's, and he's coming into the town and they're telling him, "Hey, there's a bunch of people on there that have no guns. Go ahead and kill them all." And he's very irate. What? No, I'm not going to fire on innocent people. It seems like if you were in that job, if you had this job already, is that the first time he's heard a crazy order to kill a bunch of innocents? It's, it's a possibility. And maybe he's maybe the job is because he is the fighter, is the pilot. Maybe his job was to do uh, reconnaissance this whole time, and finally he gets into this job to do this. My my take on it um, is he, which is the reason why he was set up to take the fall for all of it in the first place, is he's been an issue all along, not wanting to fire on innocent people and disregarding orders. Like they were used to him disregarding orders and going against them and stuff like that because he felt they were wrong. And this was the opportunity after they subdued him to get rid of him. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That... Like he's done it before. All right. And then now we load up the, the plane with a bunch of other guys that would do this. So this is an excuse to take him down. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll get into that. That's fine. Uh, here we go. Next uh, next note that I have. W- once I get through my notes, or if you guys want to jump in at any point with anything you want to talk about, please go for it. But after so when the show starts, the Running Man show, the dancers, oh. they've all got phenomenal butts, by mm. the way. Yeah, but those is- are definitely 1987 outfits they're wearing. Oh, my God, yes. Those outfits that also did not get any technological advancements. Uh, in thirty years, and the hair no as lights. well. The hair and the, and the no, the hair. Suits. The hair was nineteen two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that like they didn't. You're right because it was that was nineteen eighty seven hair. Yes, yes, it was not two thousand seventeen hair. Right, 
Every, everything about it, 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 this whole movie reeked of the 80s. It was, it was uh, all the way through. Not that it's but, a bad thing. It's just that's definitely a time period. But trends do come back around. So maybe in their linear time of 2017 of the movie, <laughs> that hairstyle came back. In some places, yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I have seen some of these. And I, I, I always think to myself, what year is this? <laughs> Come on. The mom, the mom high-rise jeans came back for girls. Yep, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, neon colors tried to make a comeback. I think they still right. do. Yes, yeah, in certain areas. Are, so I mean, people are just trying to bring. You know, what? I'm going to bring back cross colors. So I'm going to start wearing baggy ass cross color pants backwards, like crisscross. Crisscross, yells. I was going to say backwards, but they got to be backwards, otherwise. Oh yeah, <laughs> or 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 the overalls with one strap down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I actually did that in high school once. How'd that go? I don't recall it going well. Someone knocked you out? <laughs> yeah, my mama. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so Schwarzenegger escapes. Or he gets no, he put he gets put into prison. They they this prison where they're moving rocks around or something, and they have these uh dog collars that explode your head. They, There's a movie about that, by the way. There's a different movie altogether where that's all that's about, really. They're in a prison and they have to escape. But they have, uh, in order to get out, they have to, uh, you know, get rid of their neck collar. Otherwise, the head explodes. Oh, okay. Because I, that does seem familiar. I, 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 that's been done in a couple of different movies, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, the guy's but, name was Magenta. Oh. So mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, uh, he finds his way back to his, I guess, uh, buddy's apartment or brother's apartment or somebody's apartment. And yeah, he, it was supposed he, to be his brother. His brother was supposed to get him out of the city. Right. And he goes, he punches in the code, unlock the door, and he gets let in to find his brother hasn't lived there in at least a month. So why is the code the same? That's Good a question. huge security risk from from any – I don't care how dystopian this place is. That, that's, a, that's a hazard. That's, that's why you, the, the room keys, they give you uh, – they, they change the code every single time. But that technology advanced from 1987. The, the the pin the buttons yeah yeah okay yeah but but maybe maybe the girl was just not smart enough to remember uh to change the locks i was expecting you know, like you buy a brand new house right you you change the locks but some people just don't oh i got the keys all right cool yeah oh just keep the oh, on no, hell no. the first thing i do is i change the locks first absolutely thing. yeah but i was expecting because of that i was expecting a plot twist later on where the brother was detained and is still alive and that's the girlfriend and there's going to be a thing coming together but didn't work out uh next thing that also a huge security risk this this is way way pre-9-11 so security isn't as high as it should be but the way that his escape plan is to go to hawaii with the travel pass they have one barcode she has a travel pass they scan her they go to the, the the guy which is basically the was it the NSA? Who's the, who's the one? TSA. <laughs> the TSA at the airport. Uh, travel passes. Beep. I got yours. Oh, my wife's just lost in her purse. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's fine. Go ahead. What? <laughs> this could be anybody. 
And then he runs away. That, that was definitely pre 9 11, obviously. Right. But, uh, well, in their linear time, uh, September 11, 2001 didn't happen. Right. Yes. That's why. So uh, there wasn't the heightened alert. But the guy was just like, everybody's yelling behind them. You know, they're getting rowdy and they didn't want to deal with it. And if they're anything like any TSA agents right now, they're not armed and they're not like police and security and soldiers and armed and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, but in general, they're mostly like assholey. I'm like, nope, nope. These are the rules. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. No. None, their original response is always no. And even if you try to convince them otherwise, it's nope, nope, nope. Now you're being aggressive. Uh, we need a search over here. I'm like, okay. It's a different world. Yeah, but before that even happens, you got to take your suit, your shoes off, your belt off. You got to pull your pants down and bend over. Right. Yep. <laughs> and if you're really nice, they'll let you use lube. No. Come on. And if not, what they airline are you flying? Won't even spit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so We're just playing to your kit. You're just catering to what you're thinking, Adam. Okay. Very good. So, uh, so Schwarzenegger has been labeled. He's been given a label. The reason he's in prison, basically, is because he is the butcher of Bakersfield. Fake news. Fake news. I, I'm assuming the Bakersfield they're referring to is the Bakersfield from California. The yes. Possible. The one you pass through to get to Vegas, and, and they have the big thermometer, right? I think that's the that's their big thing. No, that's, that's, that's Baker. Oh, that's Barstow. Or, oh, Baker? That's Barstow. That's Baker. Oh, a different B word. Wow. Baker, Bakersfield is Northern California. Oh. Or like Central California. It's on the way to Northern California. Oh, but yeah. I d- but they're, they're showing on the screen in the helicopter these buildings, you know, these like like skyscraper type buildings. And there's a mob of 1,500. I don't even think 1,500 people live in Bakersfield. I'm not sure. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, I don't think there's buildings like that there either. It's not like it's a – uh, uh, skyline of LA in Bakersfield, but this in, in this in this time, their linear time, right, 2017, that may be a big hub, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is a really dumb thing to get caught up on, but that's what I do. That's what the show, whole show is about. I get caught up on stupid shit, and that's, and we bring you down, right? But you think about it. Back in the old days, I'm sorry, but uh, Upland, everybody knows Upland because they live around here, right? But Upland used to be a major stop in between Hollywood and Palm Springs. Those were the two big things, Hollywood and Palm Springs. Most celebrities um, would have a house in Upland because that's like the halfway point from Hollywood, L.A. to Palm Springs. So they would drive, stay in their place in Upland, and then drive the rest of the way the next day. Okay, that makes sense. But I, my, my biggest gripe here is if, if you want to use Butcher, there's plenty of other cities you could have chosen in which to use the, the Butcher of Bakersfield. Where? Then what else? What else do you, what, you have another B names? Baltimore. The Baltimore Butcher. Baltimore? But they're in Baltimore. L.A. Yeah. Well, they're in L.A. now. Yeah. But for the sake of this, it doesn't matter where the fuck he is. He, he's a, he, this is supposed to be the biggest channel in the world. Not just... In the United States, not in the SoCal area. This is the biggest channel in the world. Wait, wait. Are you telling me because you know what Bakersfield looks like, you think this is a complete farce? 
I, I just think Bakersfield is something that we know as Californians, and this is going to be released uh, through the well, United that, States. Well, yeah, but isn't that the point? You're supposed to put a an already known like thing on the map and place on the map and use it in the film. But, but who knows Bakersfield? Is what I'm saying. What? 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 Outside what? of California, who can? Who knows Bakersfield? Who cares? <laughs> uh, anybody who's watched this movie knows Bakersfield. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Now you're 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 giving too much thought into the people of the 1980s thinking outside the box. They found something literary, Butcher Bakersfield, you know, and oh, that sounds great. Let's roll with it. They didn't think too much about that. Even the order of the words, Butcher of Bakersfield, I think, is less effective than the Bakersfield Butcher. Is that too crazy? Well, well, because well, he wasn't—he wasn't an actual uh, butcher in Bakersfield. He was the butcher of Bakersfield because he doesn't live in Bakersfield. He doesn't live in Bakersfield. He just butchered Bakersfield. Okay. If he was the yeah. Bakersfield butcher, he would be the butcher who lived in Bakersfield. Yeah. God damn it! I hate when you make sense. This is very upsetting. Oh, wow. There's two of us today. <laughs> oh, no. What is happening? <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about the game, the TV show, uh, the, the Running Man. Okay. All right. I'm all for it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So the, the whole premise of the show is basically they get these, these convicts and they inject them into this underground game in which they have to fight against stalkers. Is what they call which the people. Is, which is four square miles, apparently. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, no, it's, I don't it's, think it's. Four, I don't think is it four square miles or just four scenarios. Well, no, yeah, huge. but there, there was there was a certain section. Yes. Of four square mm. miles, there's four coordinates or four quadrants, but it's like four square miles. It or is, something yeah, like it that. is huge. Gotcha. I remember it being hearing it and thinking that was crazy large. I, I, for some reason, I thought forty, but maybe it was four. But it is a huge area that is underground, but also not underground. It's think of it like think of it like that, like a unpopulated or or like completely like a gangster ridden place in Hong Kong, where like police are not allowed to go or don't go in there because it's too dangerous. Or in Seattle, or, huh? that, or that place in Seattle. Was it uh, sure. Chaz? I think that is what it was called. Uh, not only that, but you got to think <laughs> about it. The studio is probably up on the hills of Hollywood. Okay, so the toboggan to the Running Man, the the rocket powered toboggan, mm. goes downhill through a tube. Okay, that would make and more drops sense. Drops them off into the valley, probably. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It starts in Bakersfield. It ends up in the uh, San Fernando Valley. No, no, no. He was the butcher of Bakersfield. <laughs> not the, the, show's not, butcher. the show's not recorded in Bakersfield. How about the Beverly Hills Butcher? Or the Butcher of Beverly Hills? That's a much more pronounced name, and it's Los Angeles. Then why did you say the Butcher of Bel Air? That, oh, even better. Even better. See, better all, alternatives uh, than Bakersfield. Because all the rich people live there. They're not causing ruckus and stuff like that. They're God they're like it. they're like the girl who works for ICS who writes the stuff and does all this stuff, but she still dabbles in the contraband, but gets away with it because 
All right, I'm She's putting high up. I'm putting a moratorium on you guys making sense. This is getting ridiculous. I, I do not appreciate this. I'm having thoughts, and you keep crashing them. And I, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> Wait, you're going to nominate me for running man then? Yes. Right. You would be you a stalker, it? actually. I, I would have you as a stalker. Why? Because you'd be better at hunting? I, don't, I know, but like each stalker is ridiculous. Ridiculous! If you were in Running Man, you would be the Schwarzenegger killing off all the stalkers. No, I'd be, dude. I would be <laughs> Captain Freedom, <laughs> but but not not the Captain Freedom that they superimposed on the screen. He yeah. would be the Captain Freedom with the metal stuff nah. hanging off of him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, I was. This leads me into my question for you guys. Okay. Uh, okay, I know a lot of the stalkers in this film are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But talk to me about this. Which was your favorite stalker? There we got four of them. Five. Five? You sure? Yeah. Yes, I forgot, the, I, forgot the, I forgot about the Inferno guy. Okay, yeah, five. Yeah. The Inferno guy? Yeah. Mm, it's... I, I think he was probably the most practical out of all of them. You sure? Because the... What is it? Dynamo? That guy was a... Huge waste. He, he literally had a battery stuff up his butt, and he threw lightning bolts. Yeah, he was he was he was the worst. That was funny. <laughs> he had a nice car though, um, but he sang really good. Yeah, so yeah. And by the way, this this was also going to be in trivia, but I decided not to. He he's actually classically trained. So when he was singing, that was actually him singing it. I believe it. Uh, who was the first one? The first one? Oh, that was uh, the uh, Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Yeah. Okay. The one on the one on the skates. The one that, I think wasn't he also odd job or no? He looked a lot. He looks a lot like villains. Whenever there's like a, a, a an Asian he was, style, he wasn't surf ninjas. Oh, okay. As I recognize him from my, I've seen him in movies. Yeah. Okay. Of, yeah, he's been in a bunch of movies from the eighties. Yeah. 90s. I thought. I thought. I thought he was in Moana. <laughs> what? Uh, mm. Oh, I know that was the rock. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, wow! I I found it an odd choice to make the and uh, excuse me if I'm being offensive here. What I assumed to be a Japanese person on ice skates. What gave him? What's wrong? It, it was it was a weird uh, thing to combine together. I, I get mm-hmm. the whole I got a hockey stick sword thing. If if you are going to be from that area, but on ice skates. Yeah. And as big as the sumo wrestler, right? Like, Why not go the sumo route then? If you're going to make him that big, uh, you can't be that nimble on ice skates. I think I know why. Was it? Because he's really big and heavy. How is he going to catch him? Huh. I guess if they're not on skates, that's his handicap. They weren't well, yeah, on skates. They, were around. they they weren't on skates. They right. were on ice. It was harder for them to run. Oh, okay, Let me, uh, the the he has a puck, one of the pucks that he he hits, yeah. and then it explodes. Yeah. Yes, how is it exploding? Why didn't it explode on contact? Exactly. With the stick? If it's on impact, then it should have exploded when he hit it, not or when he threw, or when he threw it to the ice. Right. Not necessarily. <laughs> what? Not necessarily. What if there's? It has to be a hard enough impact to start the timer. Yeah, sort of like your airbags on your car. Good point there, Maestro. God, Thank you. What is happening in the show? With all these good points. Uh, all right. I guess that makes sense. Fine. I, I still don't think there should have been that guy on the on the ice skates. It was it was a weird one. 
Well, think of it this way, bud. I mean, like, he's strong, he's big, but he's slow. How do you give him the advantage in the field, the field advantage? Make everything on ice, put him on skates, have everyone wear these weird nylon latex outfits where it's super slippery when they walk. Or, or cast somebody else in that role. <laughs> Would you rather have Dynamo there? No. Again, the, it, it's another, another big guy. These are the stalkers? These are the well, ones that are supposed stalk. to be killing people. Yeah, well, they, they literally could have gotten a plethora of different, I don't know, ice hockey players that are pretty damn big or, to or, play yeah. Sub-Zero. Or more wrestlers uh, besides Ventura. Get them in here. Uh, uh, we have Captain Freedom. We have yeah. uh, Buzzkill or Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. But, they, okay, but Buzzkill. Okay, so, <laughs> that would have been a better name. But, yeah, no, but like if you also listen <laughs> about the Utopian era, right? You have to also come into con- the, uh, the idea that most of what you're watching means that most of every other television show does not exist anymore. There were people in the crowd that seemed yes. more muscular and could have been better stalkers than, than Dynamo and Sub-Zero. Oh, dude. No, those were, those were, those were uh, pads, dude. No. Remember, the, remember the suits with the pads, the shoulder pads? Yeah, no. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It was the time, sir. In, in 1987, they did have shoulder pads. I, I understand, but I, I remember seeing in the crowd, those guys that were, they, 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 had, they had pecs and they had deltoids and well, Sort of uh, like the altoids. shoulder pads you're wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. This was a Just, gift, all right? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so my guess upon this is this. These, these stalkers... They're not necessarily like your average Joe citizens that get hired. They, from what they said, they were people that put their life on the line to kill these people. Most of these people, I guess, with the the deltoids and the pecs you were talking about, they may not be they not be okay with killing people, but they would like to watch it happen. Most I have a different theory. Like that. Yeah, go I have for a it. different theory. If you recall in the movie, after Ben Richards killed. Three of the stalkers and uh, Dynamo was out incapacitated or whatever. That's when Damon came and offered him a three-year contract. That's how they got these other stalkers, except for Captain Freedom. See, these I- other stalkers were convicts that they gave them a deal, a contract. Okay, we're going to wipe it clean, but you're on a contract, and this is what you're going to do. We're going to let you get your aggression out. You're going to be able to kill people. It's going to be legal, blah, 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 but you're under contract. You can't do it outside of this arena and this realm. I get that with Buzzsaw and maybe even Sub-Zero, but there's no way that Dynamo survived this gauntlet and then became a stalker. Okay. He, no, no, he didn't survive that, uh, the gauntlet. He was offered while he was in prison. Yes. To, to be a stalker. Yes. yes. You have the physique we are looking for on a TV show. To because be we're going to put a lot of blinking lights that aren't even LED at the time, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, <that's> right. <laughs> wow. We're going to put a lot of blinking lights. I think we had LED lights in 2017. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a lot of blinking lights that are going to go off in a pattern because it's set like Christmas lights. And uh, we're going to shove a battery up your ass and you're going to throw lightning bolts. So that's why he didn't have pants. 
<laughs> he was changing his batteries, dude. Uh, <laughs> I actually I have, I, had a, I had a question about that scene. Uh, t- towards the end, he comes back out. In tidy whities In tidy whities but still all of his electronic gear on top. And then the, uh, what is it, fire sprinklers come on. Yeah. And he gets electrocuted. Yes. If you were to wrap yourself in Christmas yes. lights from a tree yes. and you got sprayed with water, would you get electrocuted? If there's an open line, yeah. If there's an See, open the, line, yes. The thing is, though, he wasn't wrapped in Christmas lights. He had the upper part of his suit on, which generated the power for the electricity. And the glow. It, he didn't have his pants on because he was just got done taking a juicy shit. <laughs> and he came that's when he came out of the bathroom into the hallway yep. and found what was her name? Erica or whatever Amber. her name was. Amber. Amber. Yeah, Amber. Yeah. Okay. Uh close. E A sounds the same. Um Sports. <laughs> it's a vowel. <laughs> it's in the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Which, by ironically, EA Sports has been around forever. I know. And you know that from High Score on Netflix. Yes. I used to play EA Sports uh, on Super Nintendo. That was like a another Thanksgiving thing I used to do. Well, my cousins would compete over EA Sports every year, and it would be very entertaining to watch because they would be shit-talking the entire time, and as soon as one of them lost, the other one would start crying. <laughs> and it was like, oh. What? Thanksgiving. That's what this is about. <laughs> I didn't realize until I watched that that John Madden football has been out forever. I know. Yes, same. I didn't realize it was because uh, the first time I played it was '94, but apparently this was way before '94, where John Madden was involved. That was crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, back to back to man. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like the suits that they're making for these people that there wouldn't have been that many exposed wires that would have made dynamo short circuit and die. Well, except for the fact that he's able to shoot lightning from his hands. Right. Which means there has to be an open circuit somewhere, but it's it's not from his hands. It's from a, a, a contraption that is attached to his hands, which is also attached to his body at that time too. But I would, and I, I bet you, I bet you they never called on him to be on the show when it was raining. It just it just seems like they that everything should be insulated and the wires should be all hidden. Otherwise, what the Dystopian hell? Dystopian society. All right, all right. I guess fine. Nineteen eighty-seven. Right. No LEDs. Two thousand seventeen. Uh, Rock'em. <laughs> In a dystopian society, which is like nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it makes sense. It basically, was it? Basically, was it makes sense. All right, so we had we had a uh, Sub Zero, which uh, he got taken out by a barbed wire uh, choke out, and yeah. then next one was that was pretty cool. He lost his fingers in that one. He did, yeah, dude. That's the, I don't remember if you that. Look close, if you look closely, because he's like holding like this, oh. trying to get the barbed wires off, and then he goes like that, and then you see his hands as he's going like that, and then you see his the little spurts coming out of his fingers as he's like falling down. Nice, I missed that. Yes, very cool. Very nice the next, detail. The, the, the next one to die was he, he had to split. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, that is the kind of person that I would expect to be a stalker. His, the, the, his physique, his demeanor was, yes, bad guy. 
He did look crazy. Yeah, he did look a little crazy. Right. So the way he died, I, I thought was a little cheesy. Uh, he had to split. Yeah. And all, all the one-liners from Schwarzenegger. Oh, those were amazing. I love <laughs> that. that. In the 80s, that was his go-to. That they that's good. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. It was, all right, uh, this is going on right now, and you have a one-liner. Like, how are Take you going to get me to go with you? Uh, I'm going to lift this weight bench up, this, yeah. this Bowflex. <laughs> I'm going to lift the Bowflex up. And I'm going to say, please. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, please. Uh, and then uh, when, when the, he kills a burning guy, uh, what a hothead. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> gets the guy, cut him in half. Where, where'd he go? He had to split. Uh, there, was, there, was, there was a lot of that. Was, zero, he was all choked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. see, see, look, you're laughing at it. That means it's a good thing. It's, it's one of those, uh, at the time it's I get, it, it, yeah. but I, I think it's my... Uh, entering the dad joke realm where I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, that's all Arnold Schwarzenegger was good for was one liners. Oh, and when he said today, anything in the movie, I'll be back. I'm like, Oh, right. So good. Yeah. And then he, and later in the movie, he's like, I told him I'd be back. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I do is skip to the end where he goes up to Damon in the game show arena after everybody ran away. Uh, and Damon's telling his little hit guy, you know, oh. what you what, what you got something to say to him? And he's like, uh, I got to go find some steroids. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, see, okay, so we we got the uh, buzz buzz saw got uh, sliced through his groin. Yeah, uh, Dino's life is spared. Oh, dude, dude, even when he went, even when they got killed. Voice when he got that the last part before he passes out and dies, his his voice goes. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> no matter even if it's a bus saw or if it's a kick, if you get hit in that area, I'm, I, you're going falsetto. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, so Dino will get spared. Next person up is the uh, the pyro guy. Was it Fireball? Fireball? Uh, no, no. Fireball was the last one before uh, Captain Freedom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, but, but after Dynamo was taken out, Fireball gets no, it's no, called no, in. No, 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 no. There was two people with... No, wait. Hold on. Yeah. We're missing somebody here. Are we? Dynamo and Buzzsaw. No, Buzz, Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw and Dynamo were a duo. That's where I'm, I'm getting mixed yes. up with. Yeah, they, they came out together. At the same time. Yeah. And then that's when, that's when uh, Fireball gets called in. Yeah. So then, oh wait, hold on one uh, one more note. I, 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 it, when Dynamo is chasing Ben Richards in a car, Ben Richards is out running his little automobile yeah. the whole way through that scene. Yes, uh, he, no. I know the heavy guy. Maybe he's in the golf cart. It it absolutely was a golf cart that had like paper mache. <laughs> frame on it <laughs> it was very obvious the entire time every time the car wobbled a little bit you could see the like the body was like "Woo, we're not part of this car it was it was, a, it, was a, it was very janky the, the roll the roll cage was actually like uh i don't know tubes from wrapping paper <laughs> that exactly yes it was over. very mm-hmm. not done well we're gonna have to make this vehicle really light because you're really fat right it's like uh, king koopa in mario kart very slow acceleration, <laughs> but once you get to high speed, you're you're good. <laughs> and not to mention, they were when he was running after Arnold Schwarzenegger. It wasn't necessarily on a level of ground, right? 
And there's even a scene where Schwarzenegger starts climbing up a, a hill of trash. Yeah. And the car somehow is able to escalate instead of just like, bam. It does flip over, which is fine, but it shouldn't have been able to climb the hill as far as it did well, before they, it flipped over. They put, they put two lawnmower engines on for that scene. Oh, mm. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Oh. So uh, one more thing. Back to uh, the buzzsaw because I have this okay. note here. At one point, he puts away his chainsaw and he pulls mm-hmm. out a pair of uh, bullets. Yes. He then hooks Schwarzenegger and is dragging him. Yes. That entire scene, I was wincing because I'm picturing Schwarzenegger or myself in a skin-tight suit, which can't be very thick. Mm -hmm. I am on my belly being dragged on a dirt road. Mm -hmm. That's causing a lot of damage to the parts that are being dragged. The skin-tight suit was made out of leather. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought it was was neoprene. Yeah, and for for the... it may that may be the case, or you know, because you don't know what kind of fabric they actually had under it. You never know. But it's um, dystopian I'm, fabric, which is not very thick. <laughs> they had leather back then, or maybe it was made out of plastic. Who knows? Maybe it was they fiberglass. Leather. They had leather in the Western days, dude. Come yeah, on. no. Watching everybody walk around and how skin tight that was, you see their butts as everybody walks around. There is no way Schwarzenegger being dragged in that position did not cause permanent damage to his reproductive areas. That's that's my main point Dude, here. Did, do you think he has reproductive areas? <laughs> of course. Well, from what I understand, um, his thighs were so big <laughs> that they took more, the brunt of the damage. All right. Let's I, roll with that. Uh, let's, yeah, let's go with that. Just so I, I stop winning. It had to be a thick, enough, a thick enough material that it didn't rip. Yep, 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 that's true. That's another thing, yeah. But it did rip at certain parts. He has a like a hole in his chest at one point. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. So it, it, it has to, well, okay, look, dystop- dystopian, let's, yes, let's say that they made something out of leather and plastic. Okay, let's move on. That's doable, right? Right. So now we got Fireball. Yep. Fireball comes in, which for some reason decided that uh, skunk was a appropriate hairdo. Yeah. Uh, he, he I- could- <laughs> 80s. I, I, I have an issue with Fireball. Okay. Which part? Um, the hairdo or the rest of the stuff? I think the no, biggest not, issue with Fireball even... is that the fact that they call it whiskey and it is oh. not a whiskey. You're absolutely right there. Um, but I was going more to the fact of oh. out of out of if you include Fireball out of the four stalkers that have gone up, he seems to be the weakest one out of the four. Wouldn't you put the weakest ones out there first? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, it, hmm. it may seem like that, but, like, if you look at it from what he's done. Okay, look. The the, the most successful was, uh, I think, yeah, the most successful was Sub-Zero. Yes, he was. He, the main he, reason he why, yeah, the reason why is because he was working to the advantage of the field. Right? Yep. Now... Um, they went in underground into a hallway system, right? Yeah. Tunnel system, right? Where they can't really escape. Ideally, that would be the kind of place you want Fireball. Agreed. I, I think Fireball, although his demeanor was what maybe wasn't the same as like a, a Buzzsaw. I think Buzzsaw was probably the, the, the best as far as the stalker goes. Mm. But 
Fireball, he's very limited. He's got the jetpack. So by being in the hallway, that you've limited half of his his uh, powers, I guess you would say. Okay. But the fact that he can shoot fire, that twelve thirteen feet. Yeah, I love flamethrowers. The, the The way that they work, it's 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 a it's a marvel to me that I I, I will never get over. Yeah, oh. Grab a hairspray can and a lighter. Yeah, See, it doesn't go as far though. It doesn't go as yeah, far like, as uh, yeah, like two feet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, two. Yeah, can burn lots of ants. That's true, also. You monster! Uh, so, so when when he's shooting fire at Schwarzenegger and, uh, and and Amber when they're around the corner there, that should have done more damage than it did. Uh, realistically speaking, uh, oh. I, f- I feel like the fire would have done a little bit of a curving around uh, the pillar to to got them more. But that's who cares. Okay, okay. So this is also interesting because at this point we find out that. Um, the successful runners never made it out. They yes. all died. Yes, the survivors, the ones that were supposed to be on an island somewhere in, in Maui or whatever. They right. never made it. They all died. Yeah. So that, that was a good little exposition part when uh, when Amber finds uh, the dog collars, which that was never, also never explained. Uh, as far as I know, none of the other running men slash women were wearing dog collars, but these three were fine uh. it moves the story along who cares and then that's when fireball gets stuck in the locker room and very very slowly now it's your turn to die mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh short here oh no <laughs> well i know i know that like he likes fire and he likes to like torture his torture his oh, play with his play with his what do they call it? Meat? Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Play with his so, dinner. Yeah. Play with his dinner. Yeah. So that's what it looked like he was doing. He was just like savoring the moment where he torches her. And then it just, cause he's not expecting Schwarzenegger to come from above to take out his like torching system. Yeah. He so, was reveling in the fear in her face. Yes. Right. Because he's, but he's an ex-convict that got a way out free. He's a bad guy. But not necessarily a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. Right. Right. <laughs> So Schwarzenegger disconnects his gas pump to his flamethrower and knocks him into the corner and then lights a flare. And what was the line he said? Ah, shit. There's something about... uh, It wasn't chill because that's the opposite. Damn it. Oh, when he, when he picks up one of the guys, he's like, you need a lift? And he picks him up and throws him. It was in a, yeah. Yeah, one of those one-liners. He said yeah. something right before he launched the flare. and Hold it's cool off. Heat off. You look a little hot in the, under the collar. That sounds right. Whether let's it's <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, then he explodes. <laughs> and, and now, this is interesting because now the, the station starts scrambling. Holy shit. We're losing ratings. This wasn't supposed to happen. Even the crowd, even an old lady, is is cursing and saying, "I want, I want Richards to win because he's a was a bad son of a bitch, something like that." So every, he's a bad motherfucker. Right. Shut your mouth. Yeah, let's talk about Shaft. Uh, so now the crowd is churning, and they're now rooting for Schwarzenegger uh, or Richards, which is supposed to be the bad guy. They're rooting against. Another thing I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on is the whole aspect of gambling and betting. Because throughout the entire movie, 
whether it's on the streets and those guys are, are pulling money out of the people that are uh, below them or they're, they're in their apartments and they're exchanging money and they're at the, glued to the screen. What are they betting on? And that's that's a weird subculture here. That I found it's, it awkward. So it's, it's sort of like uh, football, betting on football or the Super Bowl. Um, when when you bet on the Super Bowl, a lot of people do Super Bowl squares and pools and stuff like that. But there's also bets you can make, like on the coin toss and and stuff like that. The prop uh, bets, yeah, exactly. The prop bets, and so who's gonna get? Who's the first stalker that's gonna be picked first? They have ten seconds to place their bets. Once the ten seconds is up, they didn't take any more bets because they are betting on who's gonna get picked first to be the first stalker. Yes, no. I, I, then they're I betting on who's gonna be, who's gonna get the next kill, and then the old lady said, "I, I pick uh, ben, Richards ben to get Richards, the next yeah. kill." Yeah, and that's when the, the guy's like two hundred on Ben Richards, you know, and so he's betting on who gets the next kill. Normally, you would bet on the stalker who gets the next kill, right? Which everybody was putting money on Sub Zero the first round to get the first kill. But his odds were like nothing. You know, it was like two to one odds. Yeah, minus 500. One to one odds. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to bet 100 to make five bucks or whatever. Right. But the odds on Ben Richards was 100 to one. So you bet 200 bucks on, on two, Ben Richards. You get 200. Yeah. Or something like that. But the, the, no, but two, two, uh, 100 to one and you bet 200 bucks. Isn't that 200,000? Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. I think. I don't Twenty thousand. Math is hard. But yeah. but the thing Especially that confused me. <laughs> right. There were also scenes in between, like in the middle of a fight sequence, where it cuts back to the people in in the living room, and they started like ah oh, exchanging money of like. So were they betting on? I bet he's going to punch him. Ah, oh, pay up. <laughs> the well, they're betting on how much time it's going to take. You know. Okay. It it seemed a little crazy, like like too cartoonish. But so was the whole movie. But you also you also had at one point you had four running men in the game, so you could be betting on who's going to die next. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, I didn't pay that much attention to the money exchanging hands, but that's it's very possible. Did you see that the? Are we talking about the quotes and stuff like that? Because they were like talking about how they got into the thing. Like, for instance, Amber Mendez, she says, they think I'm your girlfriend. And then this is the liner that I loved about it because because she she literally got him stuck in here. And he's basically trying about to die yeah. because of her. So he goes, I can straighten that out. See that camera up there? I'll strangle you in front of the whole audience. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, so we got we got Fireball. He's knocked out. He's uh he's cooked. <laughs> uh, then we come on to uh, Captain uh, Freedom, <laughs> not Captain America, Captain Freedom, which, as we discussed earlier, he's supposed to come out apparently in this redonkulous suit, which is what what is this supposed to be? How does this symbolize freedom? He's supposed to be the robot from. Um I don't know. What Lost was in that space? kid's show? What was that kid's show on the robot? The Brave Little Toaster? 
No, it, no. Hon- honestly, it looks like a, the brave little toaster had some weird sex with the robot from Lost in Space. Right. Danger, Will <laughs> Robinson. He's supposed to come out as a robot from Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Okay. No. Don't don't bite your friends. <laughs> so um, saith Captain America, Captain Freedom. <laughs> so he, I, I love this scene. This is probably one of my favorite scenes when he comes out and like, I'm not wearing this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm a warrior. I'm not doing this for ratings. This is we're supposed to fight hand to hand, which I, I enjoyed that about him. And then, but at the same time, we realize that none of this is actually happening anymore. Because at the same time that this is happening, Schwarzenegger and Amber... I should know her name. Amber Mendez. Right. Uh, I keep calling him Schwarzenegger. Okay. Richards and... and <laughs> ben Richards and Amber. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. They find the underground people. Which, by the way, they, they've been searching for this signal all this time. Uh, they found it when... Uh, I think his name was Eli or something. He, he cracks the code, they get the code, so now they can broadcast their pirate signal into the real world. Blah, blah, blah. They find this base, and now they have the codes where we can now uplink and sh- put our message through. At the same time this is happening, inside the studio, they take a single picture of Schwarzenegger, and they are able to superimpose him on somebody else, uh, also, also with uh, uh, Maria uh, Amber to recreate this entire scene where Captain Freedom is now basically kills them both, and that's the end of the show because that's a better ending for their show than what they were leading up to. Now, the goal is I need to get these. Uh, I, need, I need to get Ben Richards and Amber Mendez back into the studio basically to take things over so we can have our pirate signal out there. Oh, did we mention how Amber, uh, got into? Oh yeah. The running uh, line? We didn't mention it, but it's relatively simple because the way society is working right now, they're basically using exactly what you were saying, a superimposed version of the, of the truth by making a fake. Uh, fake news. Pseudo, fake news. Yeah, there, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> so what happened is, uh, they, well, along with all the t- video footage they have, they have the original and documented. So since um, Amber is in the building that does that kind of stuff, she walks over to uh, the, st- the, st- the building, or the part that's the floor yes. with all that stuff and tries to take it out. Unfortunately, she didn't have proper clearance and got in trouble for it. And when the people of the higher ups found out what she was doing, they sent her on her merry way to get running. Yes, I like but, I like Ben Richards' uh, line where he's like, "Where did you hide that?" <laughs> as soon as she brought the tape out, my first thought was, "How, how yeah. did you get that in here?" Yeah, and you loved when he said that line, didn't you? I did because I was already writing my note of like, "How did she get that tape in here? Where did you hide that?" There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want I want honest answers from both of you. When we heard that line, where did you hide that? What, where, do you think she hid that? Ponytail. <laughs> really? You yeah, went ponytail? You, dude, you saw how high how big her hair was there? Okay, uh, cowboy. 
not in her ponytail. <laughs> uh, um, I would have to say she hit it under the floorboards. Okay. Because <laughs> it's wood floors. All right. Just, just, uh, wood floors. So uh, by the front door or the back door? Um, maybe under the... Uh, <laughs> hmm, maybe under the front doormat. Okay. I was thinking front doormat as well. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a lot of options here. Uh, yeah, yeah well, I, she seems to be a front doormat type of girl, not a back door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's, let's, and and apparent, apparently, uh, Maisha thinks she likes curtains. I don't know. Yeah, Maisha uh, thought about the the the, the loft uh, where we're going. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, my idea was the safest route. Okay, I'm going with it. All right. All right. Fine. 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 I'm gonna pull a picture up of Maria. Ma- Ma- Maria. Uh, Amber Mendez. Yes, Maria oh, Chiquita. Lovely, lovely big hair. Mm. Maria Chiquita Banana. Oh, Jesus. Sure, let's roll with that. <laughs> it's close. That's closer than you. That's fine. Amber <laughs> okay. Mendez. It's not even a real name. Of course it's not. <laughs> All right, so the, the whole CGI sequence, it, 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 it bumped me because based on the way technology was going up to this point, and how low grade all this technology is because of this dystopian future, which Mistro said explains it. Taking a single picture of Schwarzenegger and making that a fully 3D image would have been impossible. Couldn't couldn't happen. If you look back at all the technology we have, multiple screens where you can obviously see it's a tube screen behind a piece of glass and yeah. <laughs> you still see the channel changes and all the things on there. It's real bad, but they also have this technology, which we don't have right now. Take a single still picture and create a 3d seamless CGI animation. Oh, Misha's showing a picture of, uh, Ember's giant hair. Okay. Told you. Completely all right. Plausible, right? Yes, plausible, but not my first thought. That's all, that was the only point I was making out of all of that. Fair enough. So the, the, the technology of the CGI would have been way out of their reach based on all the other technology that they've had and how limited it was and how not up-to-date it could have been. So that kind of upset me, the whole CGI thing. Unless they were the only ones who had that technology ability. Or, or also... Maybe this is the thing because the society is so like distraught from like the lack of funding or money or whatever else or supplies or natural resources, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. So the main thing that I notice is that the society will create or function more likely towards things that they would like. Like for instance, you want a phone that's touchscreen. Now we have iPhones. Do you want them bigger because they were too tiny? Great. Now they're almost the size of laptops. I have an LG phone. Okay, that's lovely. Okay. Same, same difference. Yeah. So my my point is, is a society will build what they want or what they need if they can, and they will they will send that science or the thought process in that direction. So science. Let's say, science. So basically, if you have um, people that um, need to be controlled, 
because they obviously do not get what they need to survive, and they're just scrounging for whatever they can. You have to control them either through fear or doctrine, and or both. And the way that this society is doing it is creating a way to make reality their own. So they can say whatever they want to so people will believe them. Since it's not a big te- – it's not a technology that's widely used because people don't know that it exists, then that makes it even more reason to use it because now they have an upper hand on everybody because they, ha- they can doctrinate they can doctrinate not doctrinate they can doctor any footage they want and no one will know no one will be the wiser right that's how they manipulate everything and everybody it's yeah. not like in time where they control everybody by paying them with time on their wrist yeah <laughs> my biggest problem with that is that like with with every every movie that we we talk about especially when it comes to superpowers Ooh. if you have this ability why not use it always? Yeah, well, there you go. That's what they do. No, they don't, though. Why not? If they have this technology to take yes. a picture and are able to now replicate anything they want, why mm. do they have to use real convicts for this? As, as soon as the show starts, the convicts get sh- sh- sent down the chute and everything else is a live feed. So yeah. you can make the show whatever you want every single time and make it work out exactly how you want it to be. Yes. So why don't they use that always? Because it's a lot easier to just sh- sh- footage. Because think of it this way. Before, before Schwarzenegger, not a single stalker died. How long has he been doing this? For 30 years? And every single time Running Man is successfully uh, went through and no one's been the wiser. Why would he need to doctrinate? What doctrinate? Why would he need to doctor the footage when he can easily just let it run? And you got you to think about it. They, they have done this before. Because they've doctored the footage of those three people actually beating Running Man right. and living on Maui. So when they were killed, they had to doctor it to show that they escaped. So they were basically using their technology, their ability to manipulate uh, society with at the same time using live action. So, so why okay. not then take the risk? Or why take the risk then of having a random come in and mess everything up like like uh, Ben Richards did? Why not make every single show exactly how you want it to be? Well, because a couple still pictures. They never, they never had anybody like Ben Richards. They didn't expect Ben Richards to get past, you know, uh, Sub Zero or ever any other single stalker afterwards. Yeah. Okay. That, that that was completely unexpected. They wanted somebody who is more agile, more athletic, more bigger, because, you know, like he was saying, I don't want this guy. He's like, what, 120 pounds? Like, he's not going to last 30 seconds. That's not going to get them ratings because, A, they wanted somebody that would be able to put up a fight, but the odds are still stacked against the runners, no matter what type of person they are. They thought, oh, Sub-Zero, any one of our stalkers, the odds are stacked against anybody. Because of the scenario that they're going to be put in. For instance, Sub-Zero is on skates on ice and they're having to run on ice and they can't do that. And he's got a hockey stick that's razor sharp blade uh, or uh, Buzzsaw, which I want to get back to Buzzsaw for a second. (laughs) Because one of Ben Richards' friends, the, the black guy, I can't remember his name. 
I'll find out. That saw, chainsaw, that Buzzsaw was using rips through steel and, and stuff. Like, <laughs> right? Like, you know, just like clip, uh, clip, uh, yeah, butter. Flicking your fingers, you know, like yeah. butter. Yeah. But this guy gets hit in the arm and, and his arm doesn't go flying. See, that's what I was concerned about too. I'm thinking maybe he got nicked only. Oh no, he wasn't got nicked. He got he got he wasn't just his arm. He got he got he got stabbed through the side. That's how he died. Yeah, or leg or something. I, I understand that, but wouldn't it take his arm off if it goes through steel like butter? Yeah. And, you know, he because because when he's laying there, he's clutching his arm. Yes. You know, so he got hit in the arm. It, yeah. it, it, it gone through his arm. I think I know why. No, you don't. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he he does think he knows. Uh, go ahead. What do you? Got? Well, because like if you look at the steel bar that he got that he that he sliced through, it was a stationary uh, beam, right? It had things holding it in place. Whereas you had the human being, which basically you touch it, it bounces. So there's not enough. Maybe there wasn't enough. Uh, um, staying, it wasn't. He wasn't able to like stay in place for the 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 buzzsaw to go through him. All right, do me a favor. Yeah. Next time you have your lightsaber out, yes, <laughs> swing, swing it at your leg and see if it bounces or if it cuts your leg off. It bounces. <laughs> not uh, a very strong lightsaber. <laughs> Well, it's not a real lightsaber. I got oh, it. On, I got a, I got it in a mystery box, man. It looks so real. It does, doesn't it? Ooh. So the way the movie does. kind of ends here, basically. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to finish it. You got to finish it, man. Finish what? Where, where, where they finally take over the studio? Yes. And release the footage. Everyone re- like realizes that they've basically been conned for thirty years. Right. And this Price is Right basis of uh, understanding of the film is no longer the, the fictitious joke, and people are making tons of money off of it. Now they know that everything that they've been watching is fake and a farce. And not only that, but the one running man they believed that could kill every stalker is sitting right next to them with a big ass gun and a bunch of friends who uh, apparently was killed by captain freedom. Right. Yes. Now my, my other thing is, is uh, there was another game show in this movie called climbing for dollars (laughs) (laughs) with the dogs. There's a reason why running man was like a hit series. That seems interesting. <laughs> Climbing for dollars. The, the, the only thing I think this movie got right is the human's desire and almost craving for super shitty reality shows, <laughs> which is which was uh, in 2017 rampant and still to this day is something people keep eating up. Here's something, a little bit of information I found out. After this season, the Kardashians are no longer going to make a TV show. I heard that as well. They're mm-hmm. they're calling it they're calling it a wraps on on everything they've done. After like twenty years or something. How am I going to keep up with them? <laughs> their Instagram. That's where they're making all their money. That's I'm, oh, got it. That's got it, got that's it. why they're quitting the show. I guarantee it because they're making more money on Instagram or social media in general than they are on the show. 
and also Kanye kind of fucked things up for them by being so fucking insane. <laughs> They're like, all right, uh, we can't record any of this. <laughs> this is all going to be. He's going to be president. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Okay? I, I actually heard that they tried to take him off the ballot. They tried, or they did. I'm not sure no. if they did or they succeeded. He was never on the ballot. He, no, no, he was. He was. No, he he. he when he announced, "Hey, I'm going for president," it was too late to be part of any real ballot. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, on some ballots, they put him on there, and that's what the I think the controversy is: is they're saying you need to redo the ballots. He cannot be on there. Yes, no, he should not. He should not. That's uh, what I'm saying. Okay. They were going to put him on it, but because he was late for the putting on the ballot, they're talking about getting him off the ballot because. He wasn't done in time. Well, I mean, in this in this time period, anybody could be elected. Anything. So, all right. That's not. I'm, I'm, I'm writing in Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. Just, I'm writing in Adam for 2024. Ooh. I don't have any policies I stand behind right now. You stand behind a few of them. My policy mostly right now is uh, against uh, the listen to Maestro or Cowboy. <laughs> Uh, the policy you stand behind is the microphone. <laughs> I want a microphone in every house. Alcohol. <laughs> a microphone in every kitchen pot. What is it? A chicken in every pot. Okay. I want to be allowed to go to anyone's bar or tavern or house that has alcohol. Everyone must have my favorite alcohol. Yes. I will, I will walk in and check every time I go out. And bars close at, at, when I decide they close. <laughs> Adam, I will have your favorite alcohol every time you come over here, if you bring it. All right. You're my vice president. So. <laughs> I will watch this happen and laugh in the background. All right. You're going to be secretary of state. <laughs> no, no. Uh, secretary of defense. That's a yes, better one for me. That's better. Yes. With, your, with your Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more guns. Everybody learns Muay Thai. Right. I like that idea. <laughs> and when you're fighting you need to talk in dub you know i'm su- i'm surprisingly comfortable with this all fights will speech. be will be subtitled okay yes uh, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right i think we're done with this movie anything else you guys want to talk about oh the one-liner right before the end where he takes the guy and tosses the main show host yeah. into the thing he's he goes like what does he says like um Drop dead, and then and then then and then uh, Schwarzenegger goes. I don't, I don't take requests. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he goes straight down the tube. And where I, the hell? Uh huh. Go ahead. Where the hell did the net go? It disappeared. That's exactly right. Just go, like flying into us. Seriously, and then not, not only is the net gone, but the billboard is is rigged with explosives. Right. <laughs> No, 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 that, no, was, no. that was the jetpack on the toboggan that exploded. It wouldn't cause that explosion unless Fireball leaked his gas all over the place. So that's what I was wondering. But then I noticed at the end where Schwarzenegger like uh, undoes more of the nozzle. Did you notice that? Oh, on the uh, on the yes, yes, toboggan yes, thing? Yes. The bobsled, whatever you call yes, it? Yes. He, he sped it up. Oh, okay. All right. Which con which makes sense for the excessive speed, which means it's shot over the net. 
Uh, assuming, but they didn't show the net. That's what confused me. See, yeah, they should have showed him being shot over the net. Yeah, that would make so much more sense. Yeah, but the biggest thing to remember is at least they hit the spot. Right? And <sighs> exploded. <laughs> that was his final line. I hit the spot. And then moving on, now I'm going to make out with this girl. and The awkward kissing scene. He's awkward, right? Yeah. Oh, he's dude. awkward in kissing scenes, man. Yeah, he he did try to go a little bit more on, but when she pulled back, did yeah, she, she did. No, but what I what I did like what I did like is after she pulled back, and they started walking away, he grabbed, he grabbed her, neck. her neck. Yes, just like he did in the airport. Right. It was like, yeah, I noticed that. Right. So earlier oh. it was don't escape, I'll try to break your neck, and then at the end it was don't break up with me because I'll break your neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so all right, okay, so so okay, so check this out. When uh, she got when she got in, she said um, she said they they were going to try and get to, get to Miami because they showed the things at the end uh, Hawaii about people yeah. from Hawaii yeah. and then uh, then um, Schwarzenegger says like we would already be there if you didn't put me in yes there was also a funny line that he said where uh, she was saying I get car sick I get seasick I get air sick I will throw up on you and Sorry. he said with this shirt you're gonna be able to tell. <laughs> Such a horrible shirt. I, I, I wonder. I, I, I got to look it up, but I think that's the same shirt he wore in the movie Twins, which he oh. keeps saying we need to do. Oh, I don't think it's the same color. I think the Twins one was a, only a blue and white. As, and of, as of right now, one, I believe it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking right now. For the sake of the continuity, I'm season. down. <laughs> you, you, you keep saying we need to do twins and we need to do twins I still haven't made it all the way through the movie I've tried to watch it a couple times are you serious? Uh, yeah I, I couldn't but you've got all the way through Sharknado 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 <laughs> you did all of them? yeah no oh my it's, god it's weird. what have you done? <laughs> I don't know alright let's let's finish up the uh, the show here okay before we continue on oh, um, do you have the shirt? He's wearing, yeah he's wearing a, a red and white Hawaiian shirt mm. And then when Danny DeVito and Arnold wore the same shirt, it's blue and white. So no, it's not the same shirt. <laughs> okay, but it's damn close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still calling it an homage. Either way, it's uh, it's an homage. All right. So that was our opinion of the movie. Like I said, top show we have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Let's hear if people actually have credentials, and as well as the audience. So we're gonna play the Rotten Tomatoes game in just a minute. If you're unfamiliar with the scoring system for Rotten Tomatoes, it's an average score between 0 to 100 between the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. We're going to start with the top critics. Let's do good reviews first. Rita Kempley from Washington Post. The message is irrelevant. It is still the (laughs) Olympian myth. Albeit a liker leopard that counts the Arn men. What the? I don't know what that means. That's okay. It's okay. The next good review from Vincent Canby from New York Times. It's not quite network, but it also doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, can you read the first review again? I didn't understand it. Yeah, I'll try. The message is irrelevant. <laughs> It's still the Olympian myth, albeit a lycra leotard. Oh, leotard. That counts with the Arn Man. Oh, Arn Man is in Arnold. Arn Man. Who cares? 
Uh, here's the bad reviews. <laughs> is this the audience or the critics? This is the top critics. Oh, my God. All right, I was expecting it to be the audience. <laughs> yep. Top critics from uh, the bad reviews now. This is Roger Ebert from Chicago Sun. The movie's problem is that all of the action scenes are versions of the same scenario. I don't disagree with that. This is from Jeff Andrew from Time Out. Pretty warmed over stuff. This future world of terminal TV game shows and director Glazer fails to muster much pace and punch. So those are the top critics. What do you think the top critic rated this movie from zero to a hundred? The tomato meter, if you will. Whose turn is it first, Maestro? Mine or yours? Ooh, uh, let's see here. I think I, last time, that was last time first. you went first all last time. I went first all the time before. How about we go back and forth? Sounds good. All right. I'm going to say 32. 32. That's awful. I feel like that's low. Uh, I'll go with the even 55. All right. The tomato meter. The critics rate this as fresh Ooh. with 64%. Wow. Yeah. I don't understand that, but that's what it was. All right. Now, I mean, I, I, I like the movie, but I didn't think it did very well. <laughs> right, right? All right. Here's the audience. Let's do bad reviews first for the audience. I, I like the audience reviews because they're, they're, they're longer. They give you more details. So this one comes from Richard C. I used to love this film when I was a kid. Now I see how terrible it is. Where to begin? The two lead actors are dreadful, and both spoke a very <laughs> approximate English. The lighting is bad. The dialogue has no real rhyme or reason to it. The story is just an excuse to troll out various creepy guys from the WWF. Also, the way the future was viewed in <laughs> 1987 makes it look like 1987. <laughs> the only remnant I like still is the piano theme that comes back again and again in the film. Another bad review from Chris F. By the way, both these reviews come from 2010. I try to go back in time and not get more recent reviews because people suck these days. Uh, so, Chris F. Evidence that predicting the future in the 80s was a tough task doesn't stand the test of time. Although I guess some people would have thought it was cool back in 87. The first movie I have ever seen where the extras let it down. The people in the studio audience and at the bars and at the pubs cheering for blood are ridiculous. I could not agree more. I hated all the side scenes. All right. Good reviews from the audience. Uh, Matan S. Arnie, at his best in an awesome futuristic dystopia where prisoners can fight for their freedom in a sadistic gladiator game show. Some of the top one-liners in all Arnie's movies. Choreographed dance scenes and a smoking 1980s Maria Conchita Alonso make this one of my favorites. All right, next one. This is from Damon R. If you're not into reality shows or if you enjoy game shows, then this is for you. Based on the Stephen King novel, under alias Richard Bachman, the Running Man is the reality show nightmare. One of Schwarzenegger's best, even though Family Feud's Richard Dawson steals the show. 
Now bad reviews. Oh, I did that already. Good and bad reviews from the audience. You heard. What do you think the audience rated this movie? You're up, Maestro. That sounds like um, they didn't like it. That's weird. Considering that, okay, the people thought it was fresh for the critics. Critics did. Now, yeah. And then the people are saying not that much as a good thing. It's almost like bad. That's weird. That was some, huh. that was some good in there. It was, uh, it was back and okay, forth. You know, you know, just to be safe, I'll stick with my even 55. All right. I'm, I'm going to bump it up and go 68. Ooh, 55, 68. The audience rated this fresh at 60. Percent. Oh, <laughs> you got oh, it. That was, a close one. Oh, that was a close one. Yeah. Marla. It's it's weird. <laughs> what? Marla ha. Maria ha ha. This was fresh in both the critics and the audience. That 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 is shocking to me. Why would it be shocking? Because, uh, like I said earlier. Uh, I don't know if you could tell through my thick accent I was doing <laughs> at the beginning of the show. The floppy accent? I saw, <laughs> I saw this movie about a year, maybe two years ago. And as I was watching it, I thought, this is perfect for spoilers because it is so bad. But it's good in a very bad way. So I expected this to lean much lower than fresh, for sure. How low are we talking? I would have gone 40s on both counts. But there were 60 and 64. So, all right. This, this, this one should be very interesting. Paul Giamatti and <laughs> Gary Oldman were not in this film. We love these guys in films. They usually make the films better. So we like to play a game. If we were to make this film better, we would have to take out a character and put Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman in the film. Who would you replace to make this film better? Oh, this is going to be cake for me. <laughs> See if I agree with your cake. What's your cake? Okay. okay, first off, main bad guy has to be Gary Oldman. Wait, no, 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 no. I think Giamatti. Giamatti is the show host. The host? Okay. Yeah. And Gary Oldman, he's. No, I want to say Buzzsaw. <laughs> and I don't know if Gary, I don't know if Gary Oldman can sing. See, I was thinking Paul Giamatti needed to be Sub Zero. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. See, oh, no. I have Paul Giamatti as the the nerd guy, uh, the the uh, the two friends of Schwarzenegger, the one that was uh, cracking the code. Mm. That could have been uh, Giamatti, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Oldman as the host. Yeah, because that's that's what I'm thinking, man. I mean, do you remember all the stalkers in this film? They were either overweight. Or well, but well, I don't even count freedom because okay, no, G- never even made it in there. Giamatti then as Dynamo with the opera yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say Giamatti would be more uh, the the fireball. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say I would honestly I wouldn't say Giamatti as fireball. I would put I would have put Giamatti as the host and Oldman as the fireball. All right. All right. Because he's because he's, Oldman can go crazy just like Giamatti, but I feel like Giamatti's done a lot of the the sleazy, slicked back hair guys in the past. That he seems like more of a, a 
a better choice for the game show host. We're we're in agreement though that you can't replace Buzzsaw and you can't replace Captain Freedom. No, no cannot. No, no, no way. No. And I definitely feel like there has to be a, like a Dynamo in there somewhere. <laughs> so all that's left is Sub Zero and Fireball. All right. But I do realize the reason why they chose Fireball because of his hair. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. With all the white stripes? Zebra-like stripes? You don't think they did his hair like that for that role? I have no idea. It's I don't think his hair is naturally like that. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah. let's." No, let's of course not. Dude, anything's possible, man. It's the 80s. All right, let's do trivia. And because of this conversation, I'm going to start with this piece of trivia. When Killian is sending Fireball into the game, he says, there he goes, the leading rusher. Fireball was played by Jim Brown, the NFL's all-time leader in rushing yards until the mid-80s. Oh, no shit. That was a football player. That That makes so much more sense now. When I saw him, I recognized him, and I, I thought, you are somebody. I didn't know who he was, and I definitely don't know who Jim Brown is. But I thought in my head, that's a person, that's a cameo of some kind, and turns out it was an NFL player. Mm. All right. When Schwarzenegger ran for governor, he, ro- he rode around in a campaign bus and named it The Running Man. Really? I don't remember that. I feel like that would have stuck out in my brain, but it, I don't have any recollection of that. Well, he was running, man. Yes. <laughs> this one... I love the most because every time I watch this movie, uh, the two times I watched it, I had this exact same thought in my head. And now, based on trivia, I am correct. The film inspired TV's American Gladiators from 1989. Really? Yeah. As as well as the plot and setting, and this is the part I got very excited about, of the Williams arcade game from 1990, Smash TV. Neither of you played Smash TV, I, I'm assuming, based on your blank expressions. What? I loved Smash TV. I loved American Gladiators Nitro <laughs> and Turbo and the other uh, shot those tennis balls out of the cannon. I think Frost may have been one of them. Uh, yeah. No, I was big on uh, the Gladiators for sure, but Smash TV was bigger for me than the Gladiators. I loved that video game. It's, it's, I'm sure if I looked it back up now, the graphics sucked, but at the time it was fantastic. And it was basically the same kind of concept where you go from st- stage to stage defeating people. Uh, and I think you were supposed to be a bad guy. I don't know. Bad guy. I, I remember loving, loving this game. All right. Many people who worked with Richard Dawson, which was the host of the show, on Family Feud in 1976 say that in real life, Dawson was much like his character, Damon Killian, in his handling of underlings. Really? That's, 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 if that, that's if that guy's mopping the floor tomorrow, you're going to be mopping it the rest of the week. <laughs> this is weird because at, when you're watching the movie, Annie said, was that guy the family, he- family feud host? And I told her, no. And then looked it up. Oh, shit. She was right. <laughs> be- because I, I couldn't imagine a host of a game time show a game show back in those days playing this character. And apparently it was true. And he's a, he's a dick. It seems 
All right. Here's here's one for uh, for Maestro. Oh. Although credited as simply Sub Zero, the character is in, introduced as Professor Sub Zero by announcer Phil Hilton. Professor Sub Zero is played by Professor Toru Tanaka. It is worth noting that Tanaka's professor title is not from a post doctorate, has academic rank, but rather the wrestling name the actor went under in his WWF career from 1960 to the 1980s, sometimes shortened huh. as Professor Tanaka. Huh. So this guy wasn't just an actor in films that we saw all the time. He was in the WWF. Yes. That's crazy. And maybe that's where I recognize him from. Maybe that's where you recognize him from, because you were in WWF for a while, right? Major? Nope. You were not? Never. Oh. All right. Moving on, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the character Mick, the leader of the underground, is played by drummer Mick Fleetwood. Mm, that, now that sounds familiar. Of the supergroup Fleetwood Mac. Yep. His compatriot in the movie, a character named Stevie, and played by no, Dweezil Zappa, mm-hmm. is, is an obvious homage to Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, that's I, nice. I know they were a band. I don't think I know that much about them, but yeah, we can put some music up later if you want. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure I love all the songs I have to play. But eh. money makes the world go round. We want to put this film in perspective with other films that were released this year, so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The budget for this film: twenty-seven million dollars. Now, this does not have a foreign box office, so we're guessing only the U.S. gross at the box office. So based on the budget of $27 million, what do you think this grossed in the U.S.? Mm. Since Meister won, let's start with Cowboy. Uh... Uh, sorry, I was on mute. Oh. <laughs> I second. couldn't tell. <laughs> what? Um, let's see here. Twenty-seven million dollars, and uh, I'm gonna say forty-three million. All right. Uh, I want to go eighty. Eighty. In the U.S., this grossed three hundred eighty-one. Thousand dollars, holy moly! <laughs> Which means thirty-eight point one million. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Cowboy gets that one. Thirty-eight point one million dollars. Thirty-eight point one million dollars. Oh, if I said three hundred eighty, oh yeah, three hundred eighty thousand. See what it is. you horrible, horrible <laughs> man. Wait, that's not right. Yeah, that's not right. No, math is math is hard. It would be three thousand. It would be thirty-eight thousand one hundred thousand dollars. All right, my bad. I thought it was funny. Uh, this film debuted on November thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, with eight point one million dollars. Wait, uh, so who won? Oh, Cowboy won. Cowboy won by a lot. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't blitz me today. You know, that's fair. All right, this was the 30th highest grossing film of 1987. 
It was a long time ago, but you want to guess what the first grossing film of 87 was? It was a sequel. I'll give you that clue. Of 87? Yeah. Sequel? Back to the Future 2. No. I think that was a good choice, though. Rocky 2? Nope. Beverly Hills Cops 2 was number one in 87. Nobody falls for a banana in the tailpipe. (laughs) (laughs) That's Blue Oyster Cult from the the Police Academy. Yeah. (laughs) We got to do Police Academy on this. (sighs) You know what? That might be interesting. I wonder if that holds up. <laughs> that was 1987's The Running Man, directed by Paul Michael Glasser. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so we can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review and a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list and we'll watch that before any other movie. Next week, this is the last movie before we enter our October Horror Fest. <laughs> so what I thought I'd do is I'd go to our listener emails. This comes from Sea Salt. It is from 1990. It is The Witches. Which one is that? The one with... Uh, the Witches. I know, but like, there's, I'm not asking which one it is. Is it the one with... Um, the Witches. Is that one with the mouse? It has witches. I don't know. I've never seen or heard of this movie. Uh, so witches? The Witches from 1990. Not The Witches of Eastwick, right? No. 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 It is The Witches. Wait. The 1990? Yeah. It is the witches. That's what that's what I've been saying oh, the entire time. This is, be, this is gonna be really weird. Is it? Yeah. Not, 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 not Blair Witch, right? No, 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 no. We're close. Is is this? Uh, yes, it is. It's the one with the witches, dude. Oh, I see. So it's more than one witch. Oh yes. Okay. Hint, hint is the plural. The plural version of which is witches, which means many. Oh, so is it, there's at least two. Maybe three. There's probably like 40. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. All right. So why didn't they call it lots of witches? <laughs> because I think the witches is plural already. Okay. So it's not like or a... Or a of witches. It's, it's not like a Sharknado of witches, which is that many witches. It's... Oh, uh, you're going to like this, though. It's, okay. It's not like a, a herd of 20,000 witches, dude, mm. in the ocean. That get gobbled up by a tornado and right. thrown on land and strategically torpedoed towards people. And also hate barstools. Yes. Uh, so uh, I've never seen this movie. I've never heard of this movie. I'm assuming Maestro has. Yes. Is this in line with a sea salt pick? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I um, think. I think I'm going to have to wash my hair next time. <laughs> All right. This should be interesting. Turtle, uh, turtle. How dare you? <laughs> we'll 
We don't talk about Master of Disguise anymore. It's been stricken from our records. So you say. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening, uh, that was the suggestion from Seesaw that almost ended the podcast. Uh, I remember when you watched that movie, dude. You were in your fancy, fancy boots. Oh, shit. Check the archives for (laughs) Master of Disguise and stay tuned next time for The Witches. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. Smash me in the face with your fancy, fancy boots like soft bread. (laughs) Yay! What? (laughs) 